There's a couple of points that I just wanted to ask you on, just on the back of that. I think that in terms of funding, I think something that you talked about with the the London 2012 Olympics, was there a point where they, do you feel like the legacy should have been lengthened? So the games, obviously they funded, they've tried to introduce people to, you know, from different communities into new sports, i.e. golf, and then the Olympics has come and gone. And then it's like, has it ceased? I mean, is there... Is there, is there, was there more that they could have done to, to sustain that accessibility to sports such as golf? Yeah, I, obviously I don't know the background behind why it sort of stopped, but I definitely feel sort of back then, there, you know, it, literally when I when it started, there was just so many opportunities um, yeah. uh, and there was so much money around and hence why I got up to a stage where there was like 55 schools in one term. Um, yeah. And then obviously it just, it just literally just dried up. You know, I, I, I don't know whether obviously then the idea of the funding was like, right, well, this year we're going to concentrate on golf, basketball and dance. And then, yeah, then next yeah. year we're going to concentrate on different three other different sports. Um, so I don't know the reasons behind it. But yeah, it definitely felt like, that. you know, we'd got up, built up a, a real good momentum and we got to a stage where we had a lot of contacts and a lot of schools. And I don't know whether with the funding, it was like, well, actually, now, now you're foot through the door. It's now up to you to continue that. Okay. But the unfortunate thing was, is obviously the funding Ooh. went to some of the schools and some of the kids that potentially wouldn't have had those opportunities. So yeah. once you're now asking them to pay for the, for themselves, they can't pay for that opportunity because they were, if yeah. they could do, they would have done it in the first place. And it so it was sort of a back way round about it, you know, in the, in the harshest possible way. If you were sort of a... A, a, a boy who was fairly sporty to start with from a, a reasonably sort of a middle-class background, you didn't really get these opportunities. You know, part of lottery funding is obviously ticking off certain boxes. And I did feel a bit aggrieved that, you know, all these opportunities for me to come to go to school were certain target groups, which I understand why it's obviously very important to include everyone. But yeah. in, a, in another way, it wasn't including everyone because it wasn't including... The, the sporty kids that wanted to try all the sports. So, you know, it wasn't including the the the, the kid that played all the football and plays all the tennis, but they I mean, maybe not have played golf before. You know, we potentially have missed a future star. You know, if you've got a kid that's yeah, sporty yeah. already, but they yeah. just haven't played golf before, uh, but they've got fantastic hand-eye coordination, they're quite athletic, they, they, they're quite uh, on a developmental stage for their age. And then you say, well, actually, if I could have given them a golf club, as a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old and they, they're quite well developed they could have ended up really taking to golf to start with because they might have been physically able to really connect with the ball quite well to start with with, with not much coaching to begin with and they may have caught the golf bug and then become a golfer at the end of it which is obviously what the you know the aim of the funding was it wasn't just to give you an opportunity it was like well actually we want these kids to play golf in schools we want them then to come to a golf course we want them to become golfers at sure. the end of it you know the the ceiling of you know it was all these kids i was coaching and then it was like well that that's done and then, then we sort of we yeah. sort of lost them not because they didn't want to do it they just didn't have the means to then continue that yeah. whether it was obviously just their you know their situation at home the, the, the financial situation whatever it was be um yeah. it, was, it was just a shame so yeah i know there is funding available um but i don't think as gold pros we know the sort of the, I, I, I particularly don't know the ins and outs of how a school educational system and funding works. Um, you know, if, if there's a way of, of finding that information out, 
and then we can say, well, actually, there's these there's these opportunities. The only other thing I would say, obviously, with schools and funding is obviously then it becomes very much extracurricular. Mm. Um, so obviously for golf pros after school can be quite a busy time at the golf course anyway. So it, it got to a stage for me that I couldn't really do after school very well because then I've got my three groups um, anyway. Um, one thing I did do enjoy is doing some PE lessons, which again was quite a rare opportunity, but I did do a few PE lessons during the school day. And, and then, well, I was, big... yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, we kind of see football included in PE. We see cricket included in PE. We don't see golf included in PE. You know, it just seems to be something that, again it's just not come through as like a mainstream yeah. sport really within the school environment it, it almost sounds like like with the olympics where <clears throat> you know you've had that <clears throat> that that spike and it, it's grown and it's you, you know it's, it's it's grown to a point and then almost like dropped off a cliff edge like what you said but it also sounds like there's a reliance on people within the schools to understand the sport itself yeah. we all pretty much are brought up with living and watching football you know, it's almost stereotypical. Boys do football. Well, I, hopefully, it's changed more since we were at school. But you know, mm-hmm. boys boys do football. Girls do netball. There might be a bit of tennis involved in the summer, maybe, or rugby, depending on the school that you go to. But you, you know, we're brought up with those sports because they're you know, our, our, and athletics and things like that. But it sounds like that unless there's a, an an intrinsic knowledge on golf, on on accessibility, on how to include it, it's, it almost sounds like if that school doesn't have that. It's not introduced. Yeah. Would you? Would that yeah, be I, I think you know. I, I think the sort of the uh, the, the PE curriculum um, has just hasn't changed. I you know I, I feel like um, uh, the accessibility of, of of all sports and obviously you know again using the Olympics as a, as a as a tool. Obviously they introduce new sports all the time. You know, like I was watching skateboarding today. You know, yeah. there there is obviously there is a, there's always a. Uh, a flowing ch- change of, of the times. So, you know, there, there, there's sports that are happening in the Olympics this year that obviously haven't been introduced before. But I think the, and I could be wrong, but I just think the school programme for PE is quite bog standard. Like I said, you know, I, 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 when I was at school, you know, uh, 20 years ago, it was, it, it was sort of football in the winter, rugby in the winter, then uh, sort of badminton, and yeah. then athletics and that was pretty much <laughs> it and, you know and, and they were the sports that I remember playing at secondary school um and that was it um and I don't think that's really changed you know <laughs> it's interesting isn't definitely it definitely yeah. really development there yeah yeah uh, yeah 